0: Today's episode of the Dave Chang Show is brought to you by State Farm. Look, as you guys know, I tend to give it to you straight. And while I know a lot of things, I also know there are times when I need to lean on others for help. When it comes to insurance, State Farm is the one I count on. I love that they make insurance easy. You can monitor your coverage, pay your bill, or even file a claim with our app, which was just awarded Best Insurance Mobile App of 2019. And thanks to their network of 19,000 agents, you'll have someone local to walk you through options and help you choose a policy that truly meets your needs versus cookie-cutter coverage. But what I appreciate most is that they don't mess around. They don't bother with gimmicks or games, just helpful guidance you can rely on. Go out and get the insurance you deserve. Get State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Get a quote or find an agent at statefarm.com. And now, The Dave Chang Show.
1: We are dead. We are dead. We have children, so we are dead.
0: Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Domo Media. We are doing a um, surprise hit, I dare say. Another (laughs) dads—we're calling it the Dads Podcast now because. We had originally called it Mr. Moms in homage to Mr. Keaton. Oh my God, Michael, Michael Keaton on Batman. Um, <laughs> great movie, Mr. Mom in the early eighties. But, uh, we thought that we'd update it and realize that it may be not the best name moving forward. And, uh, a commenter on Instagram pointed at how stupid it was. And I said, you're right. We'll call it dads. So now this podcast spin out of the Dave Chang show is just now going to be called dads, not with a Z an S and,
2: um, we're not cool enough for the Z.
0: We're not cool enough. And, and, um, you know, of all the, of all the things that we've ever done, I was surprised at how well-received that podcast had been because a lot of people commented, a lot of people reached out, a lot of people sent in emails and suggestions to this podcast. Chris, were you surprised at the positivity of the Dad's Podcast Volume 1?
2: Yeah, it's it was very surprising that people listen to it at all, but I, I think it speaks to, um, I don't know, there's a lot of dads and parents out there who, who just want to hear their experiences sort of reflected, and everyone wants to hear how Dave's cooking for his kids, so surprising and not surprising. Isaac, you weren't
0: there in, uh, you were there in spirit, but you weren't there on the podcast <laughs> itself no. for the first uh, dad's podcast. Were you surprised at the success of volume one?
3: I thought it was interesting when I listened to it, but as somebody without any children myself, you know, I didn't think I was the audience. But it seems that there's a lot of people who are the audience for this podcast, and maybe also people like me who are single and just like hanging out at home. Maybe just wants cooking tips for themselves. Make a crepe <laughs> wants for to myself. Eat like a baby. Yeah. Isaac wants to eat like. <laughs> but wants- I mean, just make a plain crepe for myself.
0: <laughs> um, you know what? I was also surprised is Carrie um, Simmons, the the better half of the Pod Fathers himself, the Pod Mother the pod mother listened to the podcast and was so upset that I did not have chopsticks offered to send over chopsticks to where I was living. And that's when I knew, holy
2: shit, people were
0: listening to this podcast.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, You still have not procured chopsticks though, huh, Chang? I
0: did. You know what? I, I, I broke down and I ordered it on Amazon I just did it, and it's not going to arrive till May fifteenth. But I don't I care. Thought,
3: I thought you would go out into the yard and like just like chop down some trees yeah. and cut a it up some with your branches.
0: Yeah. No, man. I I value life. I'm, I'm not going to do that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, you're you're a pacifist. You're an environmentalist.
0: Yeah. So we have a little bit of an uh, organized thought process for this podcast this go round, rather than just rambling on incoherently as the first one <laughs> chris do you want to start it off
2: yeah I, I think the other i think the two bits of feedback were why are you calling it mr moms aren't you guys just dads which fair point we point taken and we've uh adjusted which is how hey, we how take things your should feedback
0: work. we'll take feedback <laughs> when it makes
2: sense we take <laughs> feedback and learn like that's how the world should work i think when it's good feedback your your terrible feedback we laugh at um The other bit was like, hey, great hearing from you and great hearing Chang's recipes, maybe a little structure here. So what we thought we would do is put a little bit, and, and maybe we'll break away from this within five seconds, but put a little structure on it. And I think the plan is for Dave and myself, we'll come with one thing we did well as parents this week. And then we'll talk about those. We'll talk about some questions that we have as parents. We'll each have a question. And then we'll talk about things that we did poorly this week. We'll each talk about one shitty parenting moment uh, per person, and then we'll finish it all off with uh, a little bit more very practical recipe advice from Chang. I think we'll get we'll get recipes throughout the episode, but um, he promised kimchi recipe. I have
0: I have already going to throw us off schedule. Uh, <laughs> oh my
2: god! It wasn't even five seconds. It wasn't, it wasn't even, even five, five seconds. seconds.
0: I have come. I was divine intervention. My God was speaking to me. And he said, this is the moment for Isaac Lee to give us an impromptu ballad, the oh theme song to dads <laughs> right now. There's a guitar. We're on to, Zoom to, right to now. To fathers? To dads. Come on. Uh-huh. Just br- bring out your guitar and just do I, something all, off the cuff like you're in a coffee house. Let's do it right cup, now. Please. This, this is, is actually just... the
2: greatest
3: thing that could possibly happen. Have Isaac, Isaac right Lee, now, who doesn't right now, have a
2: kid. Right now. Just grab your guitar. We
0: can see These are my kids.
3: You. I have four guitars. These, these are my children, Don't, actually. Whatever.
0: Don't worry about it, It's in tune. Whatever. Oh, whatever."
3: I'm gonna do it
0: Yeah Whatever you say Is gonna be our theme song In the <laughs> intro music And um, we're recording this right now This is This is happening live uh-huh. And we have no idea What's about to come out of this Angel's voice
3: Um Let's see This is the dad's theme song dude Do a good job Shoot Uh Dad You're putting me on the spot
1: here
0: Yeah
3: Just,
1: just um, sing
0: it It could be just dads over and over again Dads
1: Dads Dads, dads. Dads, 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 dads. Dads, 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 dads. Yeah, I like it. You are dads. Yes. So, did that one over again. <laughs> that was, that
0: that was, was a, <laughs> Just do that over again. You are dads. Do it over. That, yeah. That's it. Like, do it long. Dead. Like it's a commercial, like a jingle.
1: You are dads. You are dads. You have children and you are dads. Yes. How
2: about dumb. that? Now, so, and then wait, just wrap it up. Finish off with so are we.
3: So, you gotta say you gotta say, so are we.
0: We know no, we have the beautiful singing voice. Singing we are dads. You are right.
1: We are dads. We are dads. Yeah, okay. we are yeah. This is the we are dads. Real life, we are yeah. the world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We are dads. We are dads. We are dads. We have children. So we are dads. <laughs> oh my God.
3: Is that
2: good? Oh, it's so good. It's truly so good. Isaac, oh my there's God. no. Isaac,
0: you know what? You just make quarantine worth it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you make quarantine worth it. Fuck. And no truer statement than we have kids, so we are dads. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can we cut
2: that so that's the beginning?
3: Oh, my God. I, um, this job is unbelievable. I can't believe <laughs> Thank you, what I have to do for this.
0: <laughs> Isaac, we'll give you all the royalties. Don't worry about it. Um, um, okay, back
3: back to schedule programming. All right.
2: Cheng, come on. One thing. Let's try to stick to our, our, our structure here. One thing you think you did well as a dad this week.
0: One thing I did well with as a, as a dad this week was um, I've been really good at, I think, spending time with Hugo. Reading. But I'll be honest, there are times where, like today, I was like, I'm just going to take a nap. And there's so many people in this house; they'll, they'll take care of Hugo. And for a second, I was guilty about it. Because literally, like downstairs, Grace saw me sleeping in a bed. And she's like, Hugo's literally right outside. What are you doing? It's like, <laughs> I'm taking a nap. <laughs> so that was an example of me not being a good dad. But um, I think this week, though, I've been really diligent at reading to him. And, um, you know, the best thing that happened though, just spending time with him though, was, uh, there's a ping pong table down in the basement and we've been playing like not catch cause he hasn't quite figured that out yet, but it's like the, the, the planting the seeds for what that is. And like, you know, I threw the ball, like the ping pong ball over to him. And then it just is like, he's like, oh my God, you can do that. Like that, that. Wait, this ball, you can throw it? Yeah. And he know he's trying to like throw it and he's he just can't, but he's like, This is this is gonna be great. When I figure this out, this is gonna be great.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's those things that you take for granted as like, oh obviously it's a ball, you would throw it, but like that's the first time for him to realize like I can move my arm forward and let go of this ball and it will go. But for right
0: now, he's like doing like you know, (laughs) It's just like, he's picking it up and he's like, and it's awesome. I love it. But, I, and then like now, like, so it's, I throw the ball over his head and it ricochets back and he can't quite understand how fast the ball's moving. Cause like, he doesn't know that the ball can bounce off the wall and come back to me. So I throw and he's just still looking at the wall. Like, where did it go? <laughs> where did it go? Yeah, that- and then they're,
2: they're like, they're, they're tracking of fly balls. Yeah. Uh, it like develops much later. I think yeah. like it, it is hilarious how you like stick out your hand unless see like the ball hits them in the hand right. for years. It'll just go away.
0: But, but by the time it comes back to me and he's still looking at, it, I throw it back again. He sees that over his head. It's like coming over his head again. And he's just like, what is happening here? <laughs> this is amazing.
2: Wait, I, I have a question. Did you, did he take his first steps this week?
0: He did. And the best thing I, mean, I did as a dad was record. I don't. So for someone being as dumb as I am with all electronics, I don't know how I figured out how to edit on my iPhone.
2: Yeah. You've been putting together some little like musical back yeah. videos for yeah. Instagram. It's pretty impressive. I I'm f- like, how does he do that?
0: I figured out how to rip uh, the MP4 uh, of the Neil Armstrong lunar landing. And like on the first try, it matched up perfectly with his first steps and i'm like i don't know if this is the best thing i've ever been to to like the best thing i did to my son but for me this is the best thing i've done all (laughs) week
2: not not this is not your the best thing you did as a dad this is the best thing you did as a a social media influencer was matching the neil armstrong audience your son's first steps Unbelievable, um, but I also I also
0: say that what I've done has been like again we t- to tie it into the dad's volume one was you know the, the the competitive nature I have with him in a positive way for what he eats. So today um, we're trying to conserve yogurt, right? Because <laughs> I'm trying to like stretch it out because he's not really loving oatmeal unless I put jam in it right now.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> He's not really loving, like, wait, 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 It's not that he likes oatmeal with jam. It's that he likes jam so much yeah. that he'll tolerate some oatmeal yeah, 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 yeah. with
0: it. Cause like, I don't have any more fruit, fruit tray. So like I have some like unripe berries. Anyway, I was like, man, I'm going to figure out how to put it in. And I put a little bit of jam in there. And uh, the more, what a surprise, the more jam I put in his oatmeal, the more he's like, this is awesome. <laughs> So I was like, I can't do that. That's irresponsible. So what I've decided to do was I, I got to figure out what else to do. So I, I've been posting on the internet, uh, social media about making crepes. Um, yep. I had some crepe batter left over, and I made him a, a mozzarella crepe this morning, but I made it like perfect. So it was like soft because he doesn't like hard things. And um, I let it cool down in the freezer so I could cut it into perfect like massaduan cubes. <laughs> and then I had it all arranged uh in like perfect like a checkerboard. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then I microwaved it for 30 seconds so they were like perfectly soft again. And he just was like overjoyed. And then for lunch today, I had some leftover squash, uh, not a no, zucchini mm. squash and like acorn squash like the gourd family. And um I've been trying to figure out how to get him to eat it again. And he just does, doesn't like yellow foods. That's what I think he hates. He ain't eat, uh, mangoes. He doesn't like yellow squash. There's just something weird going on. I yeah. think not weird. He just doesn't like, I mean, th- then I got to think about, it. it's like, I don't like acorn squash. Like,
2: that's like a very good question. Actually. is like, wait, I don't like this. Why would he like this? That's, right. that's pretty funny. But, but
0: today I mounted it with a ton of Parmesan and butter <laughs> to the point where I would eat it, I'd be like, oh, that's, that's good. And I've been (laughs) increasing the salt levels. So it's like not nearly salty, but, and, uh, I lost that battle for lunch. So again, this is an example of what I did good. I, um, I didn't give up. He spit it out immediately. He was like, (sighs) and just like fell out (laughs) of his mouth and he just refused. He's he's just so good at like defense of the food coming to him. He
1: just like <laughs> this he's, whole, Floyd,
2: he's the Floyd Mayweather
0: of eating, and his arm strength is really strong now. I can't even like like pull his arm down. <laughs> really, really impressive. So I was like, you know what? I made him a spinach risotto
2: <laughs> in like <laughs>
0: in like two minutes uh, for for uh, lunch. give
2: us, give us, give us quickly, give us what that is. What? How did you make him a spinach risotto? So I took some uh baby spinach from
0: Satter Farm. So basically anything that's a you don't have to wash kind of spinach. And I microwaved it immediately. And then I put it in the uh the 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 magic bullet, which is should be the endorser of the tape change show because man, I love that fucking thing so much. And um I uh, I had some juke. So a lot of times a uh Isaac, can you explain to the audience what uh, nurungji is?
3: Nurungji is the kind of burnt, like half burnt rice found at the at the bottom of a pot of rice after you cook it. Right.
0: And it's like the best, crunchiest part, which is normally in at least Korean culture with tea. Ying, in Chinese, they eat it with tea too, right?
2: No, it's not that common. I've only had it in, in, in Korean households and, and restaurants. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll still make porridge or something. Out By of the it.
0: way, total, total non sequitur, but we should like talk about this how did china fuck it up with the long grain rice well what happened i don't know man this
2: is this, this is this is a topic for another day but we really did screw up the whole yeah. rice game let's just Sorry, talk what about that. what
0: is this you know chinese culture for the most part they use long grain rice and a short grain rice
2: yeah. Oh really? It's yeah. It's Can unpleasant.
0: You, hey, Isaac, could you imagine eating Korean food with long grain rice? <laughs> all no. right,
2: all right, all right. Like we we right? we, did, we did a lot of good things too, but the switching to long grain jasmine rice is a real problem. Short grain all the way. <laughs> anyway, finish your your so your, so, so your because story. This
0: is all tied in. Everything is like this, like a spider web that ties into the first volume of Dads. <laughs> Because we've been cooking a lot of rice now just in a, a normal pot. That's what I'm calling it. Just a regular old pot, normal pot. Because I've refused to use the Instant Pot that we have at the house we're at to cook rice. Unlike Chris's mom, who still makes rice in Instant Pot, which is, again, beyond stupid, in my opinion. <laughs> again. Um, so I have all this rice now. Because one of the best ways to get rid of their g, if you cook it in a normal pot, and we've been cooking it in a donabe because we were able to bring some stuff back from our apartment. Um, is like you to clean it; it's a pain in the ass because it gets all crudded and crusty, but also can be delicious. We boil it with water to sort of get all the, the crunchy bits back off. So you scoop all that off, and then you can actually serve that the next day as juke or kanji or some version of that. So I took some. I took like basically like three ounces, four ounces of the the, 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 the noodle that's now been sort of like a, a congee eyes thing. Cause it's been cooked with water. And I mounted that with butter, uh, Parmesan. And I mixed the spinach puree that I just blitzed in the magic bullet. And I mixed it all up. And I did it very vigorously to release the starches. Like it was a risotto. And, uh, it was awesome. It was really, it was, and I did that in under three minutes and, um, I thought I was, uh, I felt like a superhero
2: and he loved it. Hugo loved it. Dude, his poo was super green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's always the best at seeing, uh, the effect you could have on their poo. Um, <laughs> what did you, what did you, what did you do? What was your one thing that you did? Well, I, oh man, you know, I'll be honest with you today. This, this was not a great week of parenting on my part. I was like, I suggested this format to you. And then immediately I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> I can't think of a single good thing I did as a dad this week. I did. <clears throat> so my daughter from a pretty early age, Ruby, um, has loved oysters um, and like I've been pretty proud of trying to get her to eat a wide variety of things. And, and you know, like you in the Ugly Delicious episode with um, that kind of covered your uh, yours and, and Grace's pregnancy and, and, and the birth of Hugo and dealt with the subject of babies and everything. Uh, Grace did a great interview with Emily Oster um, where they eat sushi together. And I, I remember listening to that interview and thinking like, there's so much around like whether kids should have raw seafood, they should have oysters, anything like that. And, and I know that, you know, Grace was so brave for for going out there and, and having this conversation. Like there's so much judgment about this kind of stuff. But anyway, the, the big takeaway for me was Emily Oster says like these things, they tell you to be careful about eating raw seafood or oysters or anything for the same reasons that an adult should be careful, right? Like you can get toxic shock from a bad oyster. You can get sick from eating bad sushi, um, but it's no worse for a baby. And so from a pretty early age, we, you know, gave my daughter raw fish and, and, and oysters and, and things like that. And I was I was pretty proud of it, but you know, in this quarantine like, a lot of those kind of luxuries, and I don't even mean just from, like, a, a financial standpoint, but just, like, getting to eat fun stuff that, you know, you, you don't normally eat on a day-to-day basis or don't have at home has gone away. And, like, it can be really easy to fall into a routine of just whatever pasta, whatever rice, whatever proteins over and over again. And, and you know, I made my weekly trip to the to the store, and um, I saw some fresh oysters that looked good and i was like every you know right now during COVID, it's like everything's supposed to be just like do what it takes to survive and i was like i'm gonna do this one thing that's just like purely for pleasure i know my daughter loves these and i'll bring home some oysters and i shucked them and she ate them and like it, it just like it, it made me feel really good both as like a dad of a daughter who likes oysters but also just like oh it's nice that we can do fun shit too like it feels like the world's ending, but it's, there's still room to do nice things for each other. And, um, can I ask, that you, was like,
0: did you ask, did you train Ruby to shuck oysters for you? <laughs>
2: I have not, I have not yet. And that is like the thing that's, that prevents me from doing it more often. Cause this kid will eat 18 in a sitting if I let her. And like, I ain't shucking fucking <laughs> 18 oysters for her. Um, but, uh, no, eventually she's gonna have to shuck her own. Cause I ain't doing this shit forever, but she ate it. She gobbled it down. It was great. I felt like, um, I felt like a good dad for a second and then uh, went back to being a, a mediocre dad for the week. But I resolved to do better next week.
0: Can I tell you another version of me being a good dad?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Any <laughs> good
0: news. Um, So, you know, Kiko's still adjusting to the fact that there's all these people in this house and his parents, his grandma, grandpa's here all the time. And his whole routine has changed. Like, all of our routines have changed. And he used to love taking a bath, love, love, love taking a bath. That was like, that was the thing I would do. Uh, Wherever I was, I'd come home because bath time's at 630 on the dot. So I would do everything in my power to get back uh, so I could give him a bath. And then if I had to go back to work, I'd go back to work after. But it was like a non-negotiable thing. And now that we're here and he's getting bigger like, he doesn't fit in the bath like the like this bathtub that we had. And we have a bath in our apartment in New York. And um, he's not, like, he's just comfortable there. So we sort of haven't been putting him into this, like, baby bathtub. And if you're dad, you know what I'm talking about. And he <laughs> just was so comfortable being in this bath that is, like, his little playpen. And now we're in a new place where it's, like, one of those, like, shower door bathtub type of things. And that's the only bathtub we have. And uh, he has not been liking bath time at all. Mm -hmm. A lot of crying, a lot of like fierce nose and um, he almost would rather take a bath in the toilet, which he's almost tried to do. And I hope Grace didn't <laughs> hear that because the other day he now can like walk and he opened up the toilet. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> please, please don't put your head in there. And, uh, he didn't think on, but, um, what I've been doing though, to make him feel better is I'll put on a pair of shorts, not a put on a pair. I'm always wearing, it's like sweat shorts now. So it's easy <laughs> and we'll fill up the water. Like, six inches or so and I'll step in the bath with him and he's still squirming and he's still crying he doesn't want to like chill in the bath he used to just relax and I, uh, I haven't figured out how to turn on the the it's one of those things that's like a the, the shower hosel thing it's like like mm-hmm. today every day I get myself soaking wet because it has one of those like spray <laughs> things and it has the the shower head
2: and right, so it's got like the two different kinds of like nozzles, it's basically. It's 33% yeah.
0: Russian roulette that I'm going to get it right to just get the water coming. Out. <laughs> right? I feel like uh, Christopher Walken in Deer Hunter. I really do. Every, every fucking day And at 6.30, I have to look at this goddamn handle and figure, I have no idea. There's no Ryan Marine. If I turn it left, turn it right. I have no idea what's going to come out. No idea. And weirdly <laughs> enough, for the past sort of three weeks
2: or so now... I've lost every night and I get soaking wet. <laughs> but you're climbing in there with him, like to, to make him feel better. And they're like, I, I, I feel you like those, like with a sliding glass door, right? Like a shower like that. It's just so much harder to give a kid a bath in one of those oh, things. It's a nightmare. So I it's like so I'm hard. trying to like
0: give him, make him feel calm that like, Hey, look, dad's doing this too. <laughs> but I'm always cursing sometimes. Cause I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I I just want the water to come out of the 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 the, the 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 spigot the spigot on the bottom like but I always choose the wrong turn of the handle and I always get soaking wet and <laughs> maybe he's not liking the bath so much because my anger is emanating.
2: Uh, that's and I'm
0: going to put this yeah. in the good camp of me being a good dad because I've been trying so hard. It's equipment malfunction. It's not on me. But a no, um,
2: small victories, man. And I think I think that's right. I think like getting in there with him and like <sighs> adjusting to, to this. And it probably is. I think it's you're probably right. It's it's he's used to like a certain environment for his bath. He likes playing in his bathtub. And now he's in this thing where he's gonna get sprayed in the face sometimes and, but, his and now he doesn't can't even reach sit, him.
0: He doesn't even lay he doesn't even lay in the bathtub. He just sits up, puts his, his arm over and now it's like really dangerous. So I have to prop him up yeah. and, I, and I'm getting more soap on me than him because like he's going all <laughs> over the place. It's, it's, it's used to turn into a total joy into like a sheer
2: test of my will. And I do it every day. <laughs> oh my God. That's pretty amazing. You said you were, you said you were um, doing a lot of reading to him this week. Um, I mean, um, yeah. I, are, are you reading any specific books that he likes? Is he responding to anything like that? He,
0: <laughs> there's this book that uh, he likes. This book called "I'm So Brave," which is great, and I've read it probably. I don't know. It, it only takes literally like there's only three sentences in it, so
2: it doesn't. Take right, that but much. that only means you have to read it more times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's another
0: book that is like a, I don't even know the name of it, but it's a bunch of like cook like holes cut out into it, and bigger holes the more deeper you get in and mm-hmm, all he does mm-hmm. is he put the book he puts the holes t- into his mouth and he goes oh,
1: oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, he,
0: and he cracks up and he starts giggling till he falls down and it's like the best <laughs> but other oh, than that God. I've been reading him like the, the five minute fables like there's like a 100 plus stories and I was, I've resolved to like read one every day uh, yeah. and I've read some and
2: uh i'm like i don't think they're really appropriate <laughs> oh my god that's like the that's been the craziest thing is like reading fables especially like these moral tales from like a previous Dilskin era is a
0: fucking crazy story <laughs> it's, snow white
2: in yeah, the seven dwarfs so is a totally up. fucked up story <laughs> <laughs> they're all so fucked up cuz they all are just like based on like adult themes of jealousy and hatred and like discrimination and vengeance. And then like, there's a kid in there. Yeah. And so it's like, this
0: is a kid's book. Yeah. But it's like snow. White. It's like, if you're not pretty, you're not going to be successful
2: right. in life. <laughs> It's like, it's like right, totally, totally. And, and yeah. And like, and the whole thing with the dwarves is like, you should definitely show up to a house of seven strange men and do all their chores for them so that they love you. Like, wait, yeah. what? what
0: is and you know, theme? like the story of Goldilocks. I always like, I've used that, you know, I've used that as an example. And I read it and I was like, what kind of entitled motherfucker just <laughs> walks them, walks into a fucking house and sleeps in their beds, eats their food. And then is indignant you know. when she's called out on it. I couldn't believe it.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, it's it's It still feels nice and productive, even if like the kids aren't getting anything out of it. Like I know you're supposed to read to them and it does, have, you do get like a sense of accomplishment. You like read something to them and they feel engaged with it. Even if you're just like, even if it's mostly that Hugo wants to stick his face in the book, like it's a good feeling. So this is a
0: question I have for the entire
2: audience. <laughs> so when
0: you're reading a story to your book, I mean, when you're reading a book to your kid, and you come across a word you have no idea how to pronounce. What do you do? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think you just, you you do it confidently. It's, it's as though you're in a conversation with somebody and you, you got to do it confidently because they're not going to call you out. Okay. But for sure, in the back of your head, like, God, I, I'm like so embarrassed about this. If there was an adult in the room, I'd be so, so embarrassed.
0: Let me tell you what happened. And then Grace called me out on it because I thought I was doing it correctly because I said it with so <laughs> much confidence as I normally do. Like, if I say it with confidence, like, Trump, no one's
2: going to bother me. Um, this is a so, tremendous pig. This is a tremendous... <laughs> Goldilocks so
0: I've never read the Puss in Booth story before <laughs> <laughs> and it's a story of a the youngest son of a miller who gets a crappy inheritance right and basically finds his way to fool um the king of the land to marry his daughter with the help of a uh-huh. very like a very wise cat named Puss <laughs> And the very first thing this young son did for this cat was to buy him a very nice pair of boots, which is why it's boots. Anyway, where things went a little bit awry for me wasn't the story of the cat (laughs) was... Puss in Boots, it goes around town setting up like a, like, he's like Daniel Ocean from Ocean 11 and like this scheme, harebrained scheme of convincing the town that this nobody kid, the son of a miller, was this like very rich famous nobleman, because he's trying to impress the king of the land. And Puss in Boots says the miller's son and it, it, it is the name of the miller's son to the, to, the, to the land everyone's in on this act except for the king. His name is the Marquis of, this is where I I, I said it with confidence. <laughs> His name is the Marquis of Caribas. right? And I dropped it's C A R A B A S, and I'm like, I don't know what came You're over me. You were going for a French.
2: You're going I, for a yeah. French pronunciation. Yeah. I
0: thought it was ba. I think that the as is silent. Uh huh. So I just I just made that up. I said it's so The Marquis of Caribah is like (laughs) fifteen times in this book, Puss in Boots, and I keep on saying to Hugo, (laughs) "In the Marquis of Caribah," and then Grace is like, "It's Caribas. What are you doing?"
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I'm looking at it now, and I actually I don't know I don't know if you're right or wrong in
3: this one. What Carab
2: Carab Caribah? Care boss, care boss. I don't know, Curve-off? man. Isaac, but, what do you think?
3: <laughs> I have no idea. I don't, I don't speak any French, but if I feel like you were trying to respect the language <laughs> and Grace was trying to just anglicize it, so I, I, I'm, I'm with you on this one. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, this is real but shit. I'm now reading on the internet that this is a, an Italian tale. So it Carabas. should be actually oh, pronounced... Oh, so it's the Marquis of Carabas. Carabas. <laughs> yeah, right. Something Carabas. like that. Carabas. <laughs> Carabas, I think.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. This is just the blind leading the blind over here. <laughs> just three Asian oh. guys pretending like they can pronounce this word. <laughs> Marquis. Hold next, then, I'm, I'm so going to look I'll this up
3: because the pronunciation is the first thing that comes up here. Um, so I'm going
1: to
2: read it
0: again with Hugo to Hugo tomorrow. I'm gonna, uh, Puss in boots told the town people... The marquis of Carabas. Carabas.
3: <laughs> it says Carabas. Carabas. The S. Yeah, it's the S. Because apparently it's it's an Italian tale about French people. What a Carabas. Carabas. Oh my
2: god! I'm so bad. Are you actually so? If Grace did Grace when she corrected you, I'm so bad actually at taking that kind of a correction. Mm. If like, I I would just be like, I would just death stare her. So the next, the next two
0: pages, I just said Caraba until I realized (laughs) it. This is like a real moment in time that dads will understand. I was again, indignant and I was like, I'm right. I kept on saying like, I'm going to keep on fucking say Marquis de Caraba all fucking day. I don't care. And then I quickly realized what was I going to win by saying <laughs> <laughs> of karaba well, What's the point? I quickly right. then changed my pronunciation immediately after the second, like the second page to no, No,
2: what you <laughs> achieve is you held on you held on to your dignity for a couple more pages man you held on to that bit of control yeah, in your listen, life and we all need that not a surprise right now, I, that
0: grace is right and i was wrong <laughs> there you go
2: yeah no i i i don't know how to uh to deal with that either i can't i can't get corrected in my pronunciation
0: um yeah well, grace just texted me because she heard she said Yes, Grace,
2: we're saying you're right,
0: I was wrong. She said, I said <laughs> Carabas, and I'm the asshole that said, it's silent, Carabas.
2: I think it's Carabas, like the Italian, the, the chain of Italian no, restaurants. she said, Carabas. I said,
0: it's Carabas. She said it right, I was dumb. I was just trying to say, is it possible, because is it possible that I'm still right? Is it? Is it even
2: a chance that I might be right? <laughs> It's all fiction, right? This isn't based on a real character. This casting is Puss in Boots. Yeah, Uh, I I don't know, man. I mean, like, China
0: is now pronounced with a Y, not an I. So (laughs) it's true. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Today's episode of The Dave Chang Show is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Right now, we cannot be overwhelmed. We have to work to keep our loved ones safe and protect our communities. We have to work to stay strong, to stay connected, and to stay focused. And we have to work to inspire, to innovate, and to build new solutions. But for all of this to work, we have to work together. At ZipRecruiter, they connect employers and people every day. But today is different. They are partnering with first responders, government officials, the medical community, the innovators, as well as the manufacturing, transportation, and food distribution industries to make sure they are finding the right people for the right jobs right now. Let's work together. ZipRecruiter.com slash work together. Today's show is also brought to you by Masterclass. Masterclass that you learn from the best with exclusive access to online classes taught by masters of their craft. You can learn how to cook California cuisine by the great Alice Waters. Barbecue from the master himself, Aaron Franklin. That's the one that I've watched the most because I just learned so much from Aaron. And from Gordon Ramsay himself, there are many chefs, all of which are great. Gabrielle Camara of Contramar in Mexico the list goes on and on there are over 80 different instructors across tons of categories there's literally something for everyone listen I know we're in quarantine right now I believe in being well-rounded and constantly learning and MasterClass is this chock full of just the best and brightest minds out there in a variety of fields My favorite Masterclass is Hostage Negotiation. They have a former top FBI hostage negotiator. It's brilliant. The Masterclass app is accessible on your phone, web, Apple TV, or Amazon Fire TV. Each class is broken out into individual video lessons and downloadable materials, all of which you can explore at your own pace. Lessons are about 10 to 15 minutes in length, so they can fit into your schedule whenever you're making time to learn a new skill or master a hobby. Right now is a great time to do that. Buy one annual Masterclass all-access pass for yourself and get one free to share. Go to masterclass.com Chang get started with this limited time offer. That's masterclass.com slash Chang. And now back to the show.
2: I've got a question. My question's a downer though, or maybe it's not, maybe my question's not a downer, but I'm going to, I'll ask anyway. Um, so my son was born on March 1st, right before this shitstorm storm descended upon all of us. Uh, and you know, People, I, I'll have conversations with lots of people and then like halfway through, they'll be like, wait a minute, did you just have a kid? Like, how's that going? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, he he's just there and babies are in quarantine anyway. And like, unfortunately, he's born into a post-COVID world and nobody cares about him. Um, I mean, I love him very much. It's just like, you know, what, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? I don't mean, like, I don't care about, well, what's he going to do? Like, he eats, he shits, he, he cries and like, he's going to do that whether COVID's around or not. That's all I mean. Um, but man, in my, in my, in the harder moments, I'm like, I don't know, this is a weird world to be born into. And I'm just, I'm sort of wondering, you know, for the other parents out there who, who have had a kid recently or are thinking about having more children, like, does this Environment, like give people pause about you know, you know. I think a lot of my friends in the past have made a decision; they've made a conscious decision not to have kids because it's like the socially responsible thing to do, or environmentally. For you also live in the Bay Area, so just I live in the Bay Area, so I I get that. I get that. Like I live in like a fucking Wonderland over here, or or just like Neverland of of fantasy, or hell, or hell. I live in. I I just live in like a bullshit part of the world, but like I don't know. Is this going to change people's willingness to to have another kid or, or make them more apprehensive like i don't, I don't know Chang, are, are you does this give you pause about family planning for for you and grace
0: you know the hard thing is you know when i read that partners weren't allowed in the hospital in new york city i don't know what it's like in the rest of the country that was like that broke me uh, yeah that's rough Not just, not just that, but anyone that is in the hospital for COVID-19, their family can't see them and, you know, um, to, you know, we all die alone, but to die alone that way, that's, that's, that's tough. And I think to think about coming into this world alone and then to die with COVID-19 alone, I think it really does sort of, you know, encapsulate just how extreme this whole situation's been, um, And I think thinking along those lines, not to be morbid about it, but I think it does sort of prime how you think about this, right? There are people that I know, like Grace has a lot of friends that are all expecting. And, you know, I was thinking the same thing with you. It's like, oh my God, like quickly it turned into this over, like this huge joyous occasion to a lot of concern for you. I mean, we had these conversations and I don't have an answer other than it bums me out that what should be one of the most amazing feelings, at least for myself. And I know for other people, like you've had Ruby three, four years ago, right? Like to have now you already have concern, right? In general, you just want, you know, 10 toes, 10 fingers, healthy baby. And to now, now have like worst case scenario ruin. What should be one of the happiest days of your life is, is not something I think we can comprehend in my opinion.
2: Yeah, it's. I mean, everything from the new, like you, like you, like you, rightly pointed to, like what's happening in hospitals right now. Like, you're, if you're a, a woman giving birth in New York, like your husband or partner cannot be in there with you, mm-hmm. which is just on. It's, it's, I don't know, like you said, it's fucking, it breaks you. But, and we're in a good situation here. I'm with my in laws, so sh- so they're spending a lot of time with with her grandparents and. Uh, his grandparents, um, you know, Hugo's with Grace's parents right now. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, they're getting a lot of time, but like, I don't know when my son will get to see my parents. I don't know what it's like for you. Like that's, it's, you know, we're FaceTiming a lot. We're trying to just like keep in touch, but like, it's hard right now, man. Like I, I know it's the right thing to do, but my parents are old. I don't know like how long, they will be around for my, my son's life and everything. And it just feels like this time right now feels every day feels wasted in that way. I don't know.
0: And, it's, um, it's yeah. And it's hard cause it's good. Uh, chance it's the new norm for a long time. And I think we're all wrapping our heads around what that means. Um, and you know, I, I've seen photos of my friends, um, where they're literally like saying hello to their grandparents behind, like the grandparents visit them at their home and they can't touch the baby. They can't see the baby in person, but they can see him behind a pane of glass. And I think that's, that literally symbolizes everything right now. So, um, you know, we recently, I was with my friend and we recently, the friend who I'm staying with right now, we we saw one of his friends randomly Uh, from the distance and we didn't know that they were expecting and in in July and you know the conversation immediately turned to hey like are they going to have the baby in New York City are they going to have it somewhere else now are they going to have it at home in an apartment you know these are conversations that like people may or may not have ever wanted to have before because a home birth can be wonderful thing but also can be dangerous in the event that something goes wrong you want to go to a hospital immediately and it just—I'm not going to be down about this. It's just something I talk to Grace about a lot because how do you remain positive mm-hmm. in such a—I'm not saying dark times, but maybe, maybe I, I'm—I guess the question is how do you remain positive in these moments? Then you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I mean the the positive, like I said, the positive is like what an incredible time this is for grace's parents to get to be with hugo for like to like live with him you know there's that the, the old saw about like it takes a village and the way that families used to grow up were you know multi-generational households and everybody was around and like our kids are getting a little taste of that right now my my daughter is eating this up like i think she's gonna drive my in-laws fucking crazy my you know they get to be here for the first few months of Uh, my son's life like that's that's a positive and and you know i i don't know i think in, in all of these things whether it's it's parenting or like you've been talking about with food it's like hopefully the silver lining is a greater appreciation for when we can be together, when we can eat the things that we love, when we can cook for the people we love to cook for, like when we can have these things, hopefully like that's the positive to take away. And and I know that like it, literally this thing that we're describing right now is literally, you know, every parent in America is is separated and their children are separated from some loved one because of this thing. And like, it's just there's no solution and there's no happy there's no like happy takeaway for it right now. But, um, you know, I just wanted to put it out there as as something that's like, it's killing me and I'm sure it's killing you. And, um, you know, it's, it's worth bringing up, even if there's not like a happy ending to it,
0: you know? Yeah. And Grace and I are having this conversation, obviously, you know, we'd like to have an addition to our family. So it just is a whole new conversation that I think we're still just starting to unpack. Um, but my heart goes out to anyone that's expecting soon. And, um, you know, I believe that we have some of the best uh, medical profession people dedicating their, their, their lives to not only, you know, saving people from COVID-19, but also delivering healthy, happy babies. And, um, we're going to get through this for sure. You know, and I say that, knowing that it's going to be okay, but it's also, doesn't take away, I think the pain and uh, anguish, I think, and anxiety that everyone feels like, because I remember, remember how anxious you were even when Ruby was born, when things were normal.
2: Totally. Absolutely.
0: So that's, that's why I feel so bad for parents right now. So, um, and uh, I know babies are being born Every day, all the time, and uh, and they have done. They have been born under worse circumstances too, and we're still around, so uh, we'll get through this. Um, but um, thanks, Chris, for for bringing this down.
2: <laughs> I'm. I was just like I was literally thinking just now, like, oh, there's a huge flaw in the structure that <laughs> I've put around this because it's going to go from uh, happy things we've done to questions that are unanswerable, and now. For the, the inaugural segment of things we did poorly as parents. Well, you know what, we, I think,
0: I like, think it's important though. And I think one of the reasons that it's important we talk about these things is because it's, it's, it's true. It's, it's like, you know, I have a lot of, I think we have to talk about the bad, you know, yeah. to appreciate the good, but also to know that there is solidarity. You're not the only person feeling that way. And you know, I, there, there are all these moral dilemmas. Like, I, you know, I talk about food. I, I've been posting so much content on Instagram about food. And you know what? I I pause myself all the time. It's like, man, what about the people that can't do this or don't have the means and don't have. Totally. And I think about that. And that's why it's like, it has to be educational. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to like do a caviar course right now. Or, mm-hmm. you know, and literally we're, we're you know, we're, we're, we're supplied, but with the many mouths we're feeding here, it's a lot. So it's like, it makes me always think about how to be as resourceful as possible. How do I spread that message? And for any sort of ignorance that I might have about positions in life that I don't know about right now, and there are plenty. um, I think about, I hope that I'm putting more positive messages out in the world than, than whatever I'm being ignorant about. So I think that in terms of what we're just talking about, about pregnancy and delivering kids in a COVID-19 world, I think it's the same thing. It's like we're not trying to diminish the pain and anguish. I think by, I think we're trying to address it, but we're doing to the best of our abilities. And um, I think it's important we talk about it because the worst thing we can do is ignore it or to say that we know every angle. I'm telling you right now, I don't know every angle, but totally. um, I'm trying. I'm trying my best.
2: Yeah. it's not the worst thing in the world for all of us to, to, I know we're like sort of joking about the Bay area and how, how hippy dippy and dumb it is to like, think about all these things, but like, it's not a bad thing for people to think about the ramifications of having a kid and and what it means to bring a kid into the world. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it more now that I've got a second kid, um, who's like, you know, in my, in my, Dark times. I'm like, oh man, this kid is just will never know. He, uh, my my daughter is a child of the summer, and this is a winter baby. <laughs> like you know, Game of Thrones shit. But it's not that way. He'll 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 know plenty of happiness in his life. And um,
0: no, you know, I mean it's just making us I more. I mean, but all engaged. our kids, all our kids around the world are going to celebrate two things. One is this is something they're going to read in history books forever. Literally, yeah. as long as humans are on this planet, they're going to read this. They're going to have a giant chapter in their history textbooks dedicated to this moment. There's going to be millions of dissertations written about this, right? Oh, yeah. And the other thing for certain is healthcare workers are going to have a holiday named after them.
2: Fuck, yeah. Amen. God damn, (laughs) For sure. They absolutely deserve it. For sure. They will.
0: You know, I know uh, this is what I was also thinking, too. It's like, and this is completely, again, off our schedule. I was like, man. I think hospital workers, frontline workers, EMT, I know this is going to draw criticism, but so please forgive me, but this is just maybe an idea of a way to like celebrate their hard work and also probably all armed services too. If I was running for office, I'd be like, yeah, they shouldn't pay taxes anymore, at least on a federal <laughs> level. Like if you serve in the army, you shouldn't pay f- federal taxes. And Dude, if you- I mean, no, seriously if you are a nurse or frontline healthcare worker or doctor you shouldn't pay taxes teachers shouldn't pay taxes and if you're an essential employee in this country you shouldn't pay federal taxes I, listen i understand like taxes are important but like we're talking now about services that we can now see are instrumental to the
2: success and viability and health of this country and you know I, you know who's like who's who's super excited about that proposal you just made is like the doctors who just do the like their whole job is just like online medical marijuana prescription consultations <laughs> and they're like yeah 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 also me no taxes for me but no you're yeah i mean right you're, gonna have, like,
0: you're gonna have you're gonna you, have fucking you you can't toss out the baby in the bathwater here uh good no you're
2: 100 right though like the the like the, the the daily sacrifice i mean what it boils down to is whether it's service people or Medical professionals—they're putting their lives on the line every day well, to, for the benefit of others.
0: I mean, listen—if you're a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon, you get like—I
2: <laughs> mean, that's the thing. You you're going
0: to have lo- loopholes. It's going to be problematic. But I think for the most part, I think I'm again. I this is just me ruminating and thinking. I was like, how do you how do you pay someone back for for everything they've done? And it's again like if this is the war, and I hate using that analogy that we're in. You know, makes me really appreciate what the military's done in, in the past and what they've done. I was like, man, like they shouldn't pay taxes at the very <laughs> least.
2: Yeah. Um, let me segue using that into our things we did poorly this week, and I'll 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 start with um I think the other people who should not pay taxes or need more support are preschool teachers. <laughs> Because I, I have done that fucking job for one month now, and it is the hardest, worst fucking job in the world. <laughs> like, keep, like, trying to educate and care for and not strangle my three-and-a-half-year-old is the work of a saint. And, like, I, I don't know how they've done it. I don't know how they do it with multiple children. I am paying my full preschool tuition right now without sending her to preschool um because like you know partially because y- what, you know what
0: what makes it so hard chris well give us a day in the life <laughs>
2: um so it's 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 obviously harder when it's just one kid and and her parents because there's she's not used to us trying to like give her some kind of daily structure around learning or anything she just wants to play like there's no reason why she's never once had us be like it's lesson time and so she doesn't expect that to happen so It's part of what I think happens in preschools is when you do have 20, 25 kids, all sort of like they fall in line with one another. If it's music class time, it's dance class time. They're going to they're going to fall in line. They're not like maybe one or two will be outliers and rebel, but like generally they're going to step in line. And that's what I think my daughter does at school. But like here, it's right now everything is sort of like sent to us through the preschool. They're like, oh, it's, it's space month. So try to teach your kids to build a rocket ship. And I'm like, Ruby, do you want to build a rocket ship? No. <laughs> like, what do I do? Like, just be like, well, we're building a fucking rocket ship, whether you like it or not. Like, that's not, it's just not happening. And then, um, you know, there's a lot of zoom calls, a lot of like, Hey, like connect with the teachers, do shares with the other students and things. And I don't think that, she's at an age and, and maybe this is just a factor of her age, but like she doesn't get anything out of a video conference. Like it doesn't make sense. Like she's been doing them since she was zero weeks old. But like at this point, like sitting in front of a screen and staring at her classmates or staring at her teachers doesn't mean anything to her. And, um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just her because like some of these other kids are like it's share time. And they like bring some fucking diorama they made and like talk about like chemistry or something. And my kids just like, look at this knife I found. That I'm going to stab myself with like, i am just, I don't know. Like the thing I did poorly this week was like homeschooling. She just spends most of her time in a fort. She built under the dining room table and, you know, running around the yard, which is not the worst thing, but I'm like convinced that uh, she will permanently, like however long this goes, she will always be that far behind <laughs> all of her classmates because she has not learned a fucking thing the entire time we've been in, in, in uh, quarantine. I was thinking about
0: that. I was like, if they had to interrupt sports in times of war and, and this is just something that's happened in the past. Things get interrupted. But I want to know like what happened in 1918, what happened in World War II where people didn't go to school for like a year,
2: you know, it all, (laughs) it all come out. All right. But I mean, maybe, or the class of like 1918 was just like that much dumber than all the other people. Like, (laughs) I don't know, man. Like, I'm nervous about that. Oh man. It's like,
0: how do you guys, like if you're going to college, like how do you, everything's going to have to get delayed a year, you know, it's like. That's the crazy
2: thing. Like what about high school kids who like actually take their school really seriously What it's like your junior year and like, you've got your tests and all that stuff.
0: But again, like what I've been thinking more and more about, or again, like uh, what about the people that were marginalized to begin with that don't have a computer that don't have the things that everyone assumes that everyone has. And I think that's, what's hard. And I think also this is going to be hard for teachers in schools. Like this, if this doesn't get remedied soon with a vaccine or something like think about how how worthless an expensive education
2: is then yeah totally i think that i mean i think you're right absolutely with like the inequity stuff um you know right now i think that there's a lot of just oh people are teaching their kids through zoom and through skype and facetime or whatever but for sure there have been i've, I've spoken to friends whose kids are in classes where it's like you know that not all parents have iPads just laying around for their kids to Zoom with. They're they're, not all parents have access to these things. And, you know, the one. so we love our preschool. I will say like the one thing that bothered me was like they sent an email around saying, you know, we appreciate everybody like continuing to pay tuition. You know, we're trying to keep our teachers employed and and engaged with the kids as much as possible. Uh, But if you're really struggling, like you can reach out to us and we'll try to lower your fee. And like that to me... Like I get what they're where they're coming from, and like I said, I'm happy to to pay the tuition, but I don't necessarily agree with like making it incumbent upon a parent to come to you to say, "Hey, I'm really struggling," mm. or you know, like I can't afford this. Like I, I just think like that's one place where you've got to think of the parent first, who's who's like who is struggling, and and by default, like act to help them before you help everybody else so that's that's the one place where I've been a little bit irritated with our school but by and large like they're trying really hard and, and fuck like I said they do such hard work it's been so difficult keeping a three-year-old engaged dad's uh, podcast is not nearly as fun to do
0: when you don't talk about funny things <laughs>
2: That's fair. That's fair. But uh, yeah. all right, can we well, so go back Chain, to what mispronouncing
3: you- words and yeah. books? Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> that was really fun, and now this is twenty minutes straight of downer. Yeah. Talk. This is
0: a ch- this is a total change. Usually, I'm the downer, and you're the upper.
2: <laughs> I know, I know, I'm, I know. I don't know why I'm dragging us down here. What Isaac, is your do you Isaac? Hello? Isaac, next uh, next podcast,
0: yeah. we need to show everybody the chart of when uh-huh. Chris speaks, and then listenership drops <laughs> off.
3: Uh, oh my like, a, God. like a live feed of, yeah, of our yeah, listeners yeah. Yeah. and it's just like <laughs> for
0: those of you still listening um, we promise
3: if you made it through these, these 20 minutes of yeah. straight depression and existential dread
2: <laughs> uh, I've, next week I'm coming with prepared jokes I'm just going to tell funny three year old jokes Chris has Robert Smith of uh, The Cure tattooed on his left
0: <laughs> inner thigh oh, and Morrissey tattooed on his right inner thigh
3: Chris, next next time you got to come with the fifteen minute like a tight fifteen, uh, like right. a stand up set of just yeah, and about And what kids.
2: is the deal with baby food? Um, no, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, I I won't I won't drag us down anymore. That was the that was the end of my my sad okay. sack dad I, I, I'll segment. Give you,
0: I'll, I'll give you a, a, a more uplifting uh, story of ineptitude for me that should make people <laughs> feel better about things I did poorly as a dad. Let's hear it. So I don't sleep that well. Let me tell you how I sleep. I sleep really well when I get my hair cut. Like, I'm out.
2: Doesn't matter. Like actually, during the haircut. you
0: During mean. the haircut, I'm out. I don't remember anything. <laughs> Massages. I don't get a massage to uh, feel better. I get a massage to literally sleep, like, solid. Mm-hmm. 45 minutes, whatever. Doesn't matter. I'm out. I have no idea what happens. I've never even recalled what happened in a massage. It's like I've, you know, roofied myself. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be airplanes because I could just sleep. That's why I like going to Australia because I was just sleep for 21 hours. So this is, this is a new awesome. thing. Cause like, I think there's something about like a state of there's nothing I can do. I'm just going to shut down. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, this has happened for a while, but I thought it might like stop now since I'm not as busy. I get, I'm actually, I'm fucking busy as fuck right now. I'm thinking I've, I, there's so much happening. So it's not like I'm not doing anything. I feel like I'm on the phone all day long or making food because I'm a private chef now, but I have developed this tendency even pre COVID-19 there are moments when I'll play with Hugo in Hugo's room and I'll just fall asleep. Like I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Like, especially if I know there's like another person in the room. Yep. That's basically not especially. It is exactly what happens.
2: Let me let me ask you this. Do you play with him while you're laying on the ground? Like, are you, are you laying down and no, playing I'm, with him sometimes? I'm, I'm, I don't know, but somehow I always wind
0: up on the ground. <laughs> when there's another person knowing full well, like, I'm just going to power nap and I don't care. And the, hopefully whoever's in the, the room, whether it's my in-laws <laughs> or Grace, they're just going to see like, oh, he's asleep. I have to take care of you.
2: <laughs> Yeah. This is uh I'm with you, man. I have I have definitely woken up. I've been playing with my daughter and my <laughs> wife and then woken up and both of them are gone and I'm just on the floor in, the, yeah. in my daughter's room. It was like it's oh, like it's I it's like I real narcolepsy.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I could literally just be like playing with Hugo. The next thing I know, like once I know someone's a presence is in the room and they're, they're responsible, I'm out. I'm the, gonna be the irresponsible one and I'm sleeping. It's like a it, <laughs>
2: It's like a switch. There is like off. a huge, there's like a total sense of security with another. Like, I don't think you would if not, if there wasn't another person no. in the room, but like there's a huge sense of security when somebody else is there where you're like, eh, well, you know, no. not my job now. If no, if no one else was in the
0: room, I tell you, like if I was tired, I'd like literally prop my eyelids up with toothpicks if need be. But like <laughs> if no one else is in the room, I'm telling you, I'm out. I'm like, peace. <laughs> I'm out. I'll knock myself out. And it's like, it's uh, so calming and it's so relaxing. It's so amazing. It's like very similar to my haircut sleep. It's like almost it, like a meditation where I'm like, it feels like five minutes or ayahuasca. Can't wait to do that one day <laughs> where it feels like you're in that state of mind for like hours so <laughs> You just compared playing with your your son to being on ayahuasca. Uh um, no, no I'm not playing with my son. When I'm not playing with my son and no. I'm sleeping while my son's
2: in the room <laughs> and someone
0: else
1: <laughs> <lives>. <laughs> while I'm not playing with my son.
2: The sleep I get while not playing with my son is like being on ayahuasca. Yeah, I, I feel that, man. I totally. There's, I, You know what? It's because your family's there. Your son is there. That's like your happy place. And you remove the part where you have to do something. And that there's yeah. no greater moment to sleep.
0: Yeah. You know what? I think we just come up with a new form of transcendental meditation.
2: Fuck, fuck.
0: <laughs> Two times a day. You have to have another person present while you're playing with your child in a safe environment, and you right. fall asleep while trying to remain awake, and you're out. Yeah. That's that's basically on drugs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you do reach a different plane of existence and happiness when you're doing that. That's true. Holy
0: hey, shit. Isaac, Isaac, that deserves a, a theme song song. Come on. That, that in itself? Yeah, come on.
1: We are dead. We are dead. Dance. We have children, so we are dead.
0: I think that was one of the funniest things that has ever been spoken. <laughs> <laughs>
2: In my life,
3: and just in general, <laughs> yeah. I think that was like the, just a on real the, highlight. The
2: history of mankind; those words yeah, right. combined together. Richard
3: Pryor, Dave Chappelle. No, no, for me, no, no, no.
0: Just for me, <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. I don't think I've ever divulged a more true statement of
2: oh, myself. That you have,
3: okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay.
2: It's, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, it's so real. Actually, what you're talking about, like, I, that's that sleep when you feel like you're somebody else is in charge of the kid. <laughs> like, <you're laughs> just so happy, you man. know. It's I'm a fine. lot
0: like when I felt like I was in high school or college, and you press the snooze button. And that five minutes oh. of sleep, you're just like, oh, dude, that it just gives you life. And that's what mm-hmm. it feels like. It's like, I don't even know you how know what long is, I've been out,
2: but I feel good it's now. It's like, it's slightly illicit sleep. It's not like terrible. It's not like sleeping at the wheel of a car, but it's like, I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what makes the sleep so good. Yeah. I mean. For
0: basically, again, I'm a, I'm an addict. It could very well have just been me taking heroin. That's what it might feel like. (laughs)
1: Like
0: this is my, my, it could be a 10 minute. It's like a 10 minutes of euphoria. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) I look forward to it all the time. Just
2: the, 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 the paraphernalia you need is a child somebody else who loves the child and then like a soft enough floor and you're, you're gonna have the greatest sleep of your life so yeah um, the, the the baby monitor is not for hugo it's for me <laughs> make sure you roll him on his back don't let him sleep on his belly <laughs> Oh my God. Um let's let's get into let's get into some practical stuff here. Let's get into the recipes that we're gonna give people this week. Um
0: by the way, so so the recipe thing. Since I've been posting some stuff and I have time to read all the comments, I can't believe I've been getting like people telling me how I should make kimchi or ferment things, or that I don't understand that sugar is a necessary component to fermentation. It's like I saw this that is one. the problem with social media is everyone's an, an expert and I just want to be a better person and not talk to him.
2: <laughs> the listeners right now can't see that when you are saying that your your fist has instinctively clenched in your up in the crush. air as, as you're crushing your fist while you are saying this. I want to be a better person, but the the implication here is that you want to punch your screen. You know what I, you know what I wanted to say too? It's like, and I didn't. I was like, <laughs> I thought
0: about. it. I was like, wow, this would be such a douchebaggery. I was like. I taught classes at Harvard for four years on this
1: subject.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker. Like, shut the Uh, fuck up.
2: That's really (laughs) fucking funny. That would be the the most douchey thing you could have possibly said, but it is true. you literally taught courses at Harvard about making kimchi. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And um, all of that knowledge is now gone.
0: (laughs) Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> been a while since I've taught that subject. I've, that's It's like my brain doesn't comprehend any of these things. No, no, But like going to the kimchi making, there were a lot of questions. I try to read them all to get a better sense of what to talk about. I think kimchi making itself is, is the kimchi isn't what we think of as kimchi. Kimchi just means like pickles, right? Preserved vegetables or... Something of that sort, and I'm basically saying kimchi is this: is like you need salt, you need to salt it properly, and you need to keep it covered and 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 submerge under liquid. There are plenty of recipes out there, but the biggest problem I have with homemade kimchi is that people don't use enough salt. It's got to be salty, or it's not going to work. End of
1: fucking. So story. in the
2: restaurants, I'm sure in the restaurants, I'm sure you're doing it, you know, salt by weight and formula wise. When you do it at home, are you just doing it? By By taste. taste. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to taste salty. Anthony Mint used to always say it should taste, when you're like salting something for pickles, it should taste like as salty as a salty potato chip. And I think sort of like the potato chip at the bottom of the bag is how salty it should be.
0: Right. I mean, that's the problem is like, if you think of it as being just like, it's too salty, like it's got to be light and salt, it's not going to work. It might work, but it also might also create some unwell, unwelcome
2: guests. Right, so that's that's the point I think that we got to drive home for people and the, I know we're like you said we're getting the nitty gritty here but like salt is there to suppress all the other bacteria that are in that are present. And so that the and like lactobacillus is, does fine with salt. And like that's a healthy bacteria that's going yes. to create the acidity and the umami and all that stuff. The salt is there to stop all the other bad bacteria, and if you don't have it salty enough, like that's where your pickle making, kimchi making, all that stuff can run awry, and you can you know uh, kill people.
0: And so, so I ordered a couple jars from online, and they came in because I had two green cabbage, and I, I don't want to use regular green cabbage to make kimchi because it's just not my cup of tea. I don't like it. You have to chiffonade on it, so it gets really like texturally. Acceptable, um, but I was lazy, so I did a bigger chunk. So it's still taking a, a lot longer, but I made it last Sunday. And what I put in there was this: I chopped up um, some kohlrabi because I wanted to make gakdugi. Gakdugi is something you normally eat with soups and stews. Uh, pechu kimchi is normally the napa cabbage kimchi that you is most traditionally seen in restaurants. That is synonymous with kimchi in the world. So I didn't have napa cabbage, but I I got uh, at the market two big heads of green cabbage and i found some kohlrabi and uh, we got some hot house cucumbers so i didn't make oi kimchi which is the cucumber kimchi and um, long story cut short i was just like i was going to have it all organized in three different big buckets and pots and because they're going to they ferment at different temperatures at different times and i was like you know what fuck it i'm just going to put it all in one thing and i I was like, it's it, it so I salted everything with salt and sugar. And I add sugar simply because it's I make it so salty that I need it to be balanced with sweetness. Right. That's why. So once I have the salt level where I want it, that's why I add sugar. Not for not for the fermentation process, but simply because I need it not to be so goddamn salty. And then once that happens, then I take the magic bullet. Uh, we have the Magic Bullet and the Nutri bullet in this house, and I've been promoting the shit out of it, and I hope to be an investor in it somehow because I'm going to speak the virtues of this thing. It doesn't have an A-plus in my book because it's not – it would never work in a professional kitchen because it's a basically a shittily made product still, right? But it's good mm-hmm. enough for home use. Um, there's a lot of things I would improve upon it to make it more of an industrial thing. But it's a great product, and I just put all the the chili pepper. So here's another thing: I had we're running low in kochukaru because we only had stuff that I brought back from my apartment. But I had uh, some ancho chilies.
3: Kochukaru is if you if, should you could you translate what kochukaru means? You explain kochukaru. Kochukaru is, is pepper flakes. Mm-hmm. It's a it's literally it's like a powdered chili right. thing. Chili and, powder. And the
0: the so I was like. This, I had this moment of, I had some ancho chili and guajillo chilies. And I was like, wait a second here. Why am I trying to worry about being authentic? I want to make cochicaru. I want to use more of it, but I don't have it. So how can I bump it up? But I these are Mexican chilies, right? Synonymous, arbol chilies. I had arbol chilies, arbol, and guajillo. And I was like, the arbol are going to be great. They're going to be spicy, but like, ah, uh, they're I don't know. I, literally, I was like, wait, I'm a dumbass. The Cochicara came from Mexico anyway, so what the fuck am I worried about?
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> what, so I Yeah, I mean, that that was what I was going to say is all, you know, the Guajillo, the, the Arbol, these are quote-unquote Mexican chilies. All chilies came from Mexico. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> like, I was like, it's uh, all the same thing.
0: So I was like, you know what's stupid is to be like, to be blind to orthodoxy sometimes. So I was like, this all came from there anyway. The Arbol is great, which is very similar to like, not a Sichuan chili pepper, but this type of chili pepper that's used in Sichuan cooking as well. And I'm like, who's to say that you couldn't use it? Because I've you can have a bag that says Sichuan red chili pepper. I was like, no, it's an arbol chili or very similar to it. So you just use that. So I blitzed the arbol, the some of the guajillo, so the rest of our cochucaru with ginger, garlic, agave. Because I've been using a lot of agave. I don't like sugar that much because it doesn't. It's easier for me to measure and to taste. Because if you use granulated sugar in a dish, unless it's melted, you don't really have the, the 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 flavoring of it because it's not dissolved. So I like using agave. Less so honey these days, but agave is easier. If I was an industrious, I would make simple syrup just so I can accurately taste the dish. Um, what else should I add? Sometimes I add sesame seeds, but not this to go around. Or sesame oil, not this to go around. So it's guajicaro, the the chilies from uh, all the chilies are from Mexico. Garlic, chili, um, garlic, ginger, no fish seafood sauce elements fish, fish sauce, sauce. Um, but you don't have to because you know a nostalgia some of the Buddhist nuns uh, which are amazing they make the ma- most amazing food in Korea, South Korea uh, totally vegan. you can make vegan kimchi very easily and they don't even use garlic in theirs because it's too hot of a uh, of a of a, um, too hot for your meridians or something like that. I used to know that. Um, anyway, Garlic, chili, uh, ginger, fish sauce, soy sauce, a little bit of salt, another agave, and pureed that with some water. And that was it. And I have another side of um, like another container of salted water because a lot of times I don't know if the measurement's right. And I want to make sure that everything's submerged. So I make it ripping hot knowing that I'm going to top it off with some salted water just to make sure the salinity is going to be salty enough. So I'm going to be, it's going to be a very safe process. Mm. Um, you say
2: ripping hot, you mean spice level, right?
0: The spice level is really hot because of the arrival. Yeah. But even if I wasn't, I would have salty water. This is my own little hack because the last thing you want to do is just use regular water because you're going to change the, the, the salt and the pH level. So I want to make sure, again, I have salted water that's salty like a potato chip. So, that's a that's a thing. So I put it in a big container, and then uh that was like five days ago. the 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 jars came in a couple days ago, and I packed it all in. And I tell you what, the kimchi is fucking delicious. So all in, it's taken <laughs> about six, six days. Um, and it's amazing. And you know, now I realize I have to keep up on this. Once a week, I got to make kimchi. <laughs> and you know what, I'm really Were looking you forward guys- to it.
2: Was your kimchi-less... Were you a kimchi-less household? Were you a kimchi-less Korean household for a while then?
0: It was. it was not a good place. Not a good place. You, <laughs> Isaac, can you tell people what it's like if you imagine your household with your parents that if they didn't have kimchi or pop or rice? Oh, my
3: God. They would... I mean, I can't actually even imagine that ever happening because I think that would be the first thing if any disaster struck their household. You know, my folks live in Korea... I think the first thing they would do is like where is the kimchi? We got to like hide it in a safe place or something. <laughs> I don't think they would ever go kimchiless. That's just not a not in the realm of possibility. Um and then Dave was Hugo, did he did you say he tasted some of this?
0: I gave him some kimchi, man. He gave him the 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 gumul, which is the 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 kimchi brought liquid, which yeah. you should never throw out and a lot of times I save the kimchi liquid as a starter for the next kimchi.
2: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It's like um, the exact salinity you want it. Yeah. And flavoring. I've heard people
0: say, you can't do that. I was like, then don't use sourdough bread, dumbass. It's the same fucking thing. <laughs> God. Um You know, yeah, I how, can I be like, stupid that, as fuck, man, but man, other people can be so much dumber than me.
2: <laughs> so that's your kimchi recipe. That's, uh, I don't know. Like, do you guys remember ever not liking kimchi as kids? Were you,
0: I mean, yeah, there, was, there was a few years boys? for me that I didn't like kimchi because I wanted to be cool like my brother- and disavow myself from any Koreanness.
3: I um <laughs> I actually don't like kimchi. I've never liked kimchi in my entire life. I'm like I'm the worst Korean. I I guess like Is this I a just, real
2: thing. Is he being
0: serious? Yeah, right no. Now? I don't
3: like kimchi. You, you can ask my parents. I've never liked kimchi. You know, I'll eat no, we it. We talk
0: to your parents all the time. Trust me. Anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: we actually have the ghost. We have a, we have a scheduled Zoom with them here. In <laughs> yeah, right, minutes, right, so right. Sick. No, it's a source of shame. It's a source of uh, deep shame for my family that I don't like kimchi. I've just never liked it.
0: You know, here's the thing. It's the same thing with my brother, my older brother. I have two, the middle older brother, doesn't eat cheese or or kimchi. And you know what I've told him? I'm going to give you the same advice, Isaac. As a dad to you, basically, just (laughs) tell people you're allergic. Don't tell anyone Uh, that you can't eat it. Yeah. Okay. Just say, you know what? I have... uh, I have to carry an EpiPen around because I'm allergic to all kinds of kimchi. No one will ever bother you ever again.
3: I'm deathly allergic to fermentation. Like, is, is no, no, that no, what it is? No, no, no. no, no, no. Would, it's got to be kimchi specific. Just say kimchi. kimchi. specifically? Yeah. Just the combination of, of the ingredients? Listen,
0: who's going to bother you if you say kimchi? Eh? Right? Eh? You're, you're, you're By getting more specific, you're going to be like, I can eat uh, dill kosher pickles, but not, you
3: know... <laughs> No, no, here's the thing. I still eat it because I'm Korean. I like it's part of the whole cuisine. Like, I, I eat it, I tolerate it, but it's kind of like like carrots and soup. Like, you don't enjoy it, but like, it's there, it's part of the dish, so you eat it. What
2: the fuck is wrong with you?
3: What is that? I also mean? don't like carrots and soup. This is, this <laughs> is just part of this. You said that like it's a universality, you know, like carrots <laughs> and soup. What? <laughs> like, I don't enjoy, you know, Dude, there are things that I don't enjoy. I'm pretty
0: sure this is how Stephen Miller, the Trump administration, talks about people oh of my color. God.
3: <laughs> oh my I can't you know, believe these
2: people they're like the carrots in yeah. soup we just call them oh obviously no one likes them
3: <laughs> like I like a lot of vegetables, I like a lot of things that people hate I love broccoli I love celery I love things I just specifically don't enjoy the taste and, and the mouthfeel of kimchi and you a know, thing that you I know I
0: can, Isaac congratulations for whatever listeners we lost uh, under Ying's uh, sad, sad 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 stories we definitely lost now <laughs>
2: Under under uh, Ying's reign of sadness, uh, now we have Isaac's bullshit carrot theories. They're Is all gone a- now. It's just the three of us now.
3: And that's a personal preference. I just I there are certain things that I don't enjoy in foods, but I will still eat them. Dude,
0: you sure you won't adopt it, bro?
3: Oh my goodness. <laughs> I do wanna, I do wanna say for the record that I enjoy a lot of Korean food and I, like most of Korean food actually. <laughs> I don't have a complex about being Korean. Like I, I, Easy, you know, I was born in Korea. <laughs> I, I enjoy being Korean. I... <laughs> <laughs> I celebrated like no other when Parasite won the Oscar. Like you know, I I am very Korean. I just don't like this one Korean thing. This guy, the guy who works at the office next to me,
2: he's Korean. Where we're very friendly. <laughs> I I Gosh. I know lots of Korean people. <laughs> oh my uh, goodness! <laughs> we go out
0: and oh, you oh, have no. this wonderful dish called pulgogi.
3: <laughs> oh my God. Oh, damn. I feel like every uh, time I'm, I like speak up on this podcast, it's just like an opportunity for you guys to make fun of me. So I feel like I should, I should really just cut you guys out of my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we'll finish off on this something to think about. And if you have questions, send them in because I would love to know your answers. So this is the question to everyone out there. So send them in at askdave at majordomomedia.com. Or send us a five stars on iPod, Apple page and send in a question. We'll answer it because I'd love to know your thoughts. So this is how we're going to do the ending of the dad's podcast with a question to the audience. Perfect. How scared are you when you give your child too big of a piece of food to eat?
2: Yeah, that is a doozy. I'm excited to hear the answers to that one. Cause I gave Hugo a
0: blueberry pancake that I made today. And uh, I was like, I felt. I immediately put the blueberry in his mouth, and then immediately it was like, "I'm taking that motherfucker right out." <laughs> I just took it right out of his mouth because I was like, "It's too big." I'm gonna, and then you read people like, oh, you could just gotta feed them like normal stuff." I'm like, "Shut the fuck up!" I'm like, I'm not yeah. gonna like risk that.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it next week. I think that's that's a great topic for us.
1: We are dead. we are dead. we have children so we are dead.
0: well that was the second installment of the dad's podcast um i'm having a fun time doing it hopefully you guys are enjoying listening to it and that song by isaac lee holy hell is that amazing or what i genuinely pissed my pants when he did that Totally off the cuff. Uh, and if you don't know this, Isaac Lee is an amazing singer. You should check out the Hallelujah song that he did for Luka Doncic's rookie year. He actually sang it at uh, a Dallas Mavericks game. We're proud and honored to have him as our producer. Shout out Isaac Lee. And thank you to Chris Ying, as always, for helping me out on these podcasts. I'm learning how to do this by myself. And hopefully we'll be getting different guests on. But on Monday, we're going to have Eddie Huang uh, fresh off the boat and Bauhaus. And he's got a new movie coming out. Uh, not sure when called Boogie. Uh, very excited to see that. Eddie is one of the sharpest minds out there. Former lawyer turned restaurateur, turned into movie director now. And uh, I really wanted to get into his mindset of why he... Decided to leave America, to move to Taipei for the short term during the coronavirus epidemic, and more specifically, get some insights as to how the quarantine is affecting the food and beverage business in Taiwan. Lots of good things that Eddie's going to share with us. One of the most insightful podcasts we've had in a long time, because I do believe that we're going to have to learn from our peers in Asia particularly East Asia, as they have been incredibly successful at flattening the curve of COVID-19 and um, really instituting some new kinds of ways of operating business. And I won't say any more, but it's a really good listen. and uh, stay tuned for that one. Anyway, This was a long podcast. I didn't get to do three topics, didn't get to talk about too many things because we just went right in there, but I think that's okay. We've increased the frequency to two podcasts a week, but uh, hang in there, everybody. Stay safe, stay sound, and uh, call your senators and congressmen to tell them that the new PPP federal stimulus plan still is not good enough, and uh, thank you to everybody.